0: ah hello my friends hello my life warriors wherever you are in the world i do hope you're having a good day uh yes this is the day in day out podcast this is episode 37 where i had the immense pleasure of speaking to Faustina. uh she is basically at the founder of divas of color uh she is the chief editor of uh, a c-hub uh magazine as well uh we well Well, we spoke about many things and basically her journey from Nigeria over to the UK and what she had to basically do to forge and found uh, many of the sort of projects and companies uh, she's founded along the way. Uh, She's a very inspirational lady uh, who has, how can I say, uh, she has pushed herself and kept on going. Uh, One of her key role models is Oprah Winfrey and give her a little bit of time. I'm sure she will be able to catch Oprah one day uh, in the future. So please uh, sit back, enjoy the podcast and uh, let me know how it is and have a fantastic day. Anyway, have a good one. Peace. Ha-ha. Okay, hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors. Wherever you are in the world, welcome to the day in, day out podcast. This is episode number thirty-seven, and yes, today I am quite privileged to have uh, Faustina uh, and when you, uh, my apologies, why I got your last name wrong. Uh, yes, on the podcast today, woo, uh, this lovely lady. Ah, uh, she is a, a founder, co-founder, chief. Uh, editor of uh, the c.hub magazine. Uh, she founded Divas of Colour as well. And yeah, like she did this all from basically starting as a humble nurse, a humble midwife. We salute you as you're one of those heroes from uh, the past. And yes, a guiding light for today. Uh, yeah, please tell the lovely people who you are and how, how are you today? Thank you, Muiwa. It's,
1: um, it's a pleasure to be here on the show, um, um, day in, day out. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I've been, uh, in fact, the, um, the lockdown has really given, given me time to, you know, have um, a lot of quiet times, you know, waking up when you want to wake up and mm. going to bed when you want oh. to go to bed. And, you know, time to really stay and reflect. Now talking about me, um, yeah, like you said, my name is Faustina Anyam. Anyam is my um, marriage name. You know, mm-hmm. my middle name is Uche. Uche. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I studied nursing and midwifery and um, practiced for about five to six years in Nigeria before I got married and came here. But I came here as an adult. So if you see on my LinkedIn profile, you will see where I said um, a first-generation immigrant. Mm. So which I'm very proud of. So, and um, coming into UK, in fact, before, way um, right before I came into UK, I never wanted to be a nurse. Oh. I never, it wasn't a passion for me. It wasn't, um, it wasn't my first, it wasn't my choice at all. Right. Um, yeah, but you know that... Um, back home um oftentimes parents you know they have their own dreams and what they want for you and when your hands are tied and there's nothing you can do you know uh, you know that if you don't follow what they say therefore you have to, you know find a way to educate yourself mm. so um that was what happened to me um my my parents you know we are separated you know in the uh, I don't know if you have been to Nigeria in the uh, the village African setting and stuff like that. So uh,
0: last time I was in Nigeria, I was a very young young boy, like, <laughs> just running around. Yes, uh, just having how can I say having an interesting time, getting into one or two adventures here and there. But yeah, I haven't been back. I'm going like giving away my age slightly. Oh, most of the <laughs> 1985 or something like that? That was the last time I was in Nigeria. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's a long time.
0: Hey, hey, don't judge me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go to Nigeria. Nigeria is so vast, so big, and so so many, you know, you know, we, we always are drawn to the negative. But Nigeria is really, apart from the security things that are happening now, Nigeria is a place I will always ask anybody to try to visit and see you know, different vibes, different Mm. way people, you know, um, interact and all those kind of things. So, um, like I was saying, um, in my case, so my parents were separated and my mom was, you know, a teacher, she's uh, retired now. Mm. So at some point, um, sometimes they're not paid for six months, three months, eight months, you know, that kind of thing. So it was a bit of struggle at the time. So then um, my elder brother... Just finished secondary school was you know um, to go to uni, yeah read accounting then myself, my mom you know I had that that dream of I want to be a psychologist or a media, you know being the uh, mass communication and mm. you know, that kind of dreams that you know we have, so I was looking at myself being like Oprah and you know all those um, role models you see on c n n at that time and <laughs> stuff like that so then I just finished my, you guys call it GCSE here. We call it SSCE. So I just finished my SSE. My results were fantastic and everything. So we are now choosing to go to school. In Nigeria, we take JAM to go to uni. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was to apply for JAM. You know? So and nobody was giving me money to apply for the JAM. And then one morning, my mom came and told me, you're going to do nothing. I'm like, where well, I've never in my life thought about nothing as a career path for myself. What is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. You know, that was it. I had to, I refused to go and get the form and register for that and all that. But then after a time, I had to advise myself, except you don't want to go to school. So I went and picked the form and that was it. That was how I entered nursing
0: ah so like this is thing. okay like i i understand like how yeah you've got onto the whole path of nursing but like and it wasn't really your thing but to stick at it for five years that is uh like a healthy chunk of life to give to something which you kind of knew wasn't your future why did you uh wait so long to change
1: Um, you know you know, like like I said, Nigeria, mm. um, depending on your background, your family background, you know, it's not like here where you can easily move away <clears throat> and do what you want to do. Mm. Now, when I finished nursing, I had to go back to do midwifery. Then when I finished midwifery, I wanted to, you know, remember i told my mom is a teacher and in nigeria most often times teachers are not paid and i'm the first daughter so um um, three of my siblings were about to go into higher education as well Mm. so it was on myself and my elder brother to make sure that those ones also get education so that's how it is you know so i had to um quickly move to lagos while i was in school there was this hospital havana hospital you know, it was the in-hospital, like one of the best specialist hospitals that everybody, if you're working there, then, you know. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so I told myself, I want to work in Havana. So it happened that um, I left the village because I went to school in the village. So I left the village. Just the same day, I finished the middle I came home. I told my mom I'm going to Lagos. My mom said, where is the money for tickets and all that? Mm. So, uh, very interesting. So I told my mom, no, I'm not, not going to stay in this village. This is not for me. So I packed my things and I went to um, Oweri, Oweri, the nearest city to us. And, okay, let's say the transport fare was something about around, let's say about 500 pounds, but I had only 50 pounds. So, <laughs> so when, I, when I got to the park, where the, you know, where the load, um, there's a, the, the whole system is different. Mm. So, when I got there, there's something they call attachment or attaching. So, when anybody who is a Nigerian, you know, that is a Nigerian understands it. So, when <laughs> I got there, I told, the, I told the conductor that what I had was 50, 50 pounds. I'm going to be using 50 pounds so that, you, you know, he can understand the story. So, I told them and he said, what for? I said, I'm going to let go, but That's all I have. He said, okay, I should wait. Then when they finish loading the bus, if there's attachments left, then they mm. will, they will consider me. So that was how, you know, when they finish loading. So an attachment is, you know, in the coach bus. Yeah. When people are finished sitting down, they pass it. They pass it in the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so they usually will put a plank across it like this, so you can sit in the middle. So when people are coming you can raise your plank and they cross over and you
0: sit again. So that was how I got in. <laughs> yeah no 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 this is the thing. I, I'm very aware of the like the transport from city to city in Nigeria because like yeah like it's either the bus you either do the bus um or was it like the like when I when I was over there I think it was like the 405 estate Persian 405 estate car. Which would also go between cities and cities, so you could get on not the.
1: That, not that one. Those ones are the small buses. There are bigger buses that are that companies, like um,
0: yeah.
1: um, there was, there were ABC, there were um um was you know like big coach. How? Yeah. How, how, okay. coach. So that's the one at that time that you know we are in. Bogart. I don't know which one people are using now. So but mm. that, that was the, the kind I took. So that was how I got into Lagos. And at the time, my other brother was um, working in a bank, you know, as a junior banker. And he was going to, you know, in the working in the bank and also going to the school at time, mm. uh, studying accounting. So he was already living in Lagos. So I just came to meet him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's like, I'm here. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, Hi. <laughs>
1: so that's how my journey has been. I've been somebody who um I've never focused on any situation around me. Mm. I've always my dreams has always been away from my environment. You know, my dreams, my vision has never had anything to do with where I find myself. That's, you know, I have this picture of who I want to be in my mind, regardless of what is happening. Mm. You know, so when I came into Lagos, um, I told my brother I want to walk in Havana. So my brother said, Oh, Havana is big, but um I don't know. Then um, you know, with that weekend I came into Lagos. We are driving out, you know, with um one of my brother's friends, he, you know, he he came around and we are driving, I was I think it was an Easter Sunday or so we are driving out of the house. And I saw this hospital near my house and I said, That hospital looks nice. I'd like to work there. So my brother said, No, I no longer have an I said, but at least I can start somewhere.
2: Mm.
1: We went there and it was a it was an Easter Sunday, so they asked me to come on Wednesday. So I came and the medical director interviewed me and after interviewing me, he asked me, Can you start today? <laughs> I said no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and as at that time, my school result wasn't yet out, you know, like I told you, we just finished the exam in March. and Yeah. At so, um, I told him, no, that I don't have my uniform and all that. He said, okay, you give me like one week to get my uniform ready, you know. And the uniform I went to make, I designed my own uniform. It had, you know, like combat. Yeah. Combat was white, you know, khaki white or something, you know, this um, kind of chinos material. Then I had pockets here, and then trouser pockets, and then when I started, he said, "No, you know." I said, "I like to work, you know, how I want." Mm. So I worked with them for about two, three months. When I was working there, you know, one day my brother told me that he knows somebody in Havana. He knows the Havana accountant because when, my, when he was working in Citizen Bank, um, he used to handle the bills. You know, like the Havana Hospital, how they operate is um, some of the big companies, the banks and, you know, companies, they sign up with them and their staff go to Havana for treatment and bills will go straight to the bank, not to the staff. Mm. You get Now, so my brother was part of the department that handles the external bills. So he was, you know, working directly with the Havana accountant, so the so that was how he now said okay go and meet this guy so I went to meet him and then he was able to inform me when there was vacancy there was um, opportunity for interviews and all that mm-hmm. and I went for interviews and that was how you know, I, I, I was taking and I started working in Havana and I must say that Havana is such a place that when you're inside Havana you don't even know you're in a hospital hmm that is how wonderful the hospital was at that time. And the, the, the staff, um, the environment was like home, was like, if I, sometimes if you're not on duty, you want to go to work, you want to go there and you know crack jokes and banter and doctors, nurses, um, receptionists, everybody were like a family, was like a family, you know? so I enjoyed my stay there. Yep. <laughs> oh, nice. So, um, but even though I was enjoying the environment, I still knew that this is not the career path I want. Mm. So, at every time, every point in time, I was trying my best to see how I can regulate of it. You know, I needed to save money to go back to school and you know, study whatever I want, or you know, just and <sighs> I don't know. So I continued. And then um, at one point, let me tell you one one funny thing about all of this. No, please, please, <laughs> please do. At my desperation, I went and um, got um, um, applied for you know going to Nigerian Navy. You know, naval
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the navy. Like, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I took the exam.
1: Yeah. I- they called me, they took me and, and at this time I didn't tell what I was doing. So when, the result, when, they, when, they, when I got their letter for me to get ready, we were going to, they were going to send me to the northern part of Nigeria for six months training. That was when
0: my eyes cleared. I said, what am I, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> well, like, like, well, put it this way, coming from midwife, <laughs> then, like considering the navy, like that would that's quite extreme. I'm not too sure what you would have done in the navy. Like, like when you were applying, what did what position did you have in mind? Like, you
1: know what they do is um uh, when you go into navy um you know they take people from a different background because yeah. they have different departments isn't it? They're gonna have like you know hospitals um you know medical departments and stuff like that so but you have to go through the 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 initial training of being in the first in the first place so and I looked at I look, I look at myself one I'm not somebody <laughs> the northern part of Nigeria and I'm not somebody for that kind of drill for six months I wasn't off for. then as I began to think what is where is this leading me to what would I be achieving with this you know so I just that their acceptance letter, I just folded it back and put it under my bed and that was it. <laughs>
0: that, thank you very much, but no thank you. Is
1: that, is yeah. that, <laughs> I've been an extreme person, I'm very extreme in in when I decide to do something. So I left it. Then, you know, I wanted to, you know, uh, go and take jump again. Mm. And then if, but if I have to take jump and go back to uni full time, that means I have to resign from my work. And then who is going to fund my school? Three of my siblings are already in uni at that time, and mm. myself and my brother were funding their going to school. So it was going to be a big problem for the whole family, for myself, and them. I don't have the backup for yeah. me to go back to school. So financially, That's- it wasn't possible.
0: Yeah, and um, may I just ask because there's going to be some people like you said jam a couple of times. Uh what is jam because I I the way I understand it it's kind of I think it's like the equivalent to A levels in the UK to go like to then go into university. Uh what is that what it is or am I wrong about that? Uh,
1: yeah, I think is is in line with um a levels, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Is is a um, um, joint admission something something? Okay, joint admission matriculation board. So that's an exam that you must pass before mm-hmm. you go to uni. You know, after secondary school, and um, if if you have the good results, you have the um, you have the required amount of As or Cs that you need, and of course our grading and here are a little bit different as well. Mm. so if if you have passed your um, ssc which you guys call gcse here yeah then you cannot take jam okay. depending on what you want to study in the school in the uni so your jam jam has a cut-off point so um if you don't get up to a particular a set cutoff point for for there's a general cutoff point for the mm-hmm. whole jam then each school will also have their own cutoff point, and each Course that you want to read will also have their own cutoff point. So that's how it works. So I wanted to take jump again, but then I said, if I take jump, I'm What am I going to do? Because I don't have backup financially to go back to school at this time. So I said, okay, let me continue working. At least my younger sister, when they finish um, uni, then and now you know I can now transfer the responsibility to them, and they cannot, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, but then, tell time was going and going and going. And, I was young when, you know, when I came into working, I was about 21, yep. you know, so when I started working. So I was like, oh my God, I didn't know how to go about all of that. Then, you know, and I gave myself a maximum of three years to work in Havana and save up money.
2: Mm-hmm. But you
1: know when you start working, then you're able to know the reality of <laughs> saving money. <Yes>. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> my problem is, as soon as I get it, it seems to just disappear. <laughs> it comes in one hand and then it leaves with the other. <laughs> it's like, yeah.
1: You know, you know that kind of fantasy when you are in school. You think that when you have um, like one thousand pounds, it's a big money. Yeah. But then when you have one thousand pounds, you find out that you can't even pay your rent. You know. So the whole thing is that is seeing reality as they are. Then something happened again. I. I bought a form, you know, to go back to um, to school, mm-hmm. but now I didn't want to go to uni. I wanted to go to um, um. Well, it's a uni, but not not like another degree or something. It's like I wanted to go and do specialty in nursing. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I didn't want nursing, but I wanted to do at least get a bit of where I'll be a bit comfortable, you know, and at least be an authority in, in the in the profession. So I, I applied to go for theater nursing. Mm. Then, usually in the hospital, in Havana Hospital, what they do is, if you are going back to um, that kind of um, professional top-up, you have to walk um, permanent night and then walk um, during the... No, you have to walk permanent night so you can go to school during the during day. The day, okay. Now, I took the exam and I passed. And they gave me the, the, you know, the, in fact, in fact most of the times, every exam I take,
2: know,
1: at that time, you know, so, so I wasn't afraid of taking any exam because I knew yeah. that if I prepare for it, I'm going to pass. So they took me and it was not time to, you know, um I informed the hospital and all that. So, and um, my medical director at that time, he said, no, that he's no longer allowing anybody to go to school. I think we had a shortage in staff strength that time. He said, No, if I want to go to school, I will have to resign. And then mm. when I finish school, I come back. So, and mm. it was crazy for me. I didn't know what to do. I was so angry. I was so mad. I, was, I spoke to my metron. I, was, I, told, I spoke to my director of nursing and everything. I, 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 was, I, I was asking him, What can I do? Because if I don't work, how am I going to pay? you know, for my school, my accommodation and everything. Lagos is a, is a, is a kind of city. So um, I didn't know what to do. I said, okay. I told my metron that I'm gonna, I would like to go home during mm. the Christmas because within that Christmas time, we don't, they don't, we don't usually have, we're we are not allowed to have a leave, have our leave from the hospital. So well, I spoke to my matron, who, she likes me a lot. So she she said, okay, I her that I want to go home and, and discuss this with my mom because at this point, I don't want to miss any other opportunity I have. And um, with, um, if, I'm doing, if I'm studying theater nursing, even if I resign from Havana, it's still easy for me to get another hospital I can be working with yeah. and continue my school. In fact, they will benefit from my going to school. So she said, okay, no problem. She, she approved my leave
0: and I went home. So when I got home, <laughs> I met my husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he was just waiting does uh, <laughs> like hello to you. like like hi <laughs> like i don't like what are you doing for the next mm, rest of your life <laughs> he's like yeah I'm, I'm here waiting for it's <laughs> like, yeah, waiting for you. <laughs> so, you like so like, wait, so how did you like you just went back home, ran, like, after all of, like, after the sort of trial and tribulation of, like, going going back, studying, like, look, uh, me personally, like, there's certain elements of your character which I'm, like, going okay, I can see why you, like, I can see how comes the path has formed for you. But, yeah, but it seems like life has basically been on your, like, on your side because, yeah, if you didn't, if you weren't going back to do this professional qualification, I'd like to get counsel for your mother. You never would have met him. Uh, would that right? Would that be right? Uh, yes, that would, that would be right because
1: there was no way we were going to cross paths. You yeah. know, he 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 doesn't come to Lagos. You know, and mind you, he lives in the UK. He he only came home for, you know, for um, I think for Christmas or something. So we just met. We were introduced anyway. Some a friend introduced us and we got we got we got talking and from there you know my story changed you know so <laughs> <laughs> so i was getting uh, uh, you know i was now you know into getting married you know so we we are now you know moving and then that was how my my what would i call it my path again changed from there And the interesting thing is, the first day I met him, the the very first time I met him, we got talking and all that. I told Mm. him, as I'm telling you, that I don't like nothing. So, if anybody is coming to me or or looking for maybe what is attracting you, is that, you know, I'm a nurse or something, just don't want it here because I'm not going to be a nurse. I'm not going to practice nothing. From the first time I met him, and he was like, what an interesting lady. So, from there, we got talking and everything. So...
0: So that was how nothing was finally put away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, okay, like because, wow, like because let's just say uh, this conversation most surely would be quite considerably different where you would have most surely ended up in the Nigerian Navy <laughs> for a time <laughs> before, like maybe like venturing over to the UK. So you 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 met your husband, you, you met him, things went well, you got married, and like, yeah, when you came to the UK, it's, you just completely did a, a complete change, because like, yeah, yeah, how did you go from being a nurse, midwife, like basically doing the whole qualification, going, like, looking to basically join the Navy, <laughs> to, then, to then, like, yeah, founding the Divas of Colour uh, International Women's Forum. That is, it's like, look, how? How does that happen? You know, um, like I said, you know, okay, I haven't
1: said that, but it, like I said, my passion was never in nothing. And I've, yeah. been, a, I've been a creative person ever mm-hmm. since. In fact, from when I was 13 years, I wrote... Um, I wrote a poem that was, you know, published in our local um, newspaper. Mm. You know, then, I think when I was in School of nothing as well, I wrote I wrote another um, poem, an article that was published in a, in a magazine in Owero, where it's a smaller city to Lagos. So when, you know, where I was going to school that time. So I've always loved writing. I've, I've always loved um, anything, creativity, you know. So even when I was in school, both my... Primary, secondary school of nursing, I was athletic. I was mm-hmm. representing my school in most uh, sports and all that. So my mm-hmm. my I've been a creative person, that kind of thing. So um, so um, and I I've always looked at um Oprah Winfrey and um mm-hmm. like the kind of things that she. I, I used to call her my mentor from oh, Africa. Okay. Yeah, because I've always mm-hmm. look at her. I want to do what she's doing. That kind of you know, I want to tell people's story and stuff like that. And yeah. when I came to England, the opportunity showed itself. There was a platform. Not that, the, not that there was a platform, there was a, a gap that needed to be filled. You know? So um when I came to England, I found out that each time I pick up, you know, having lived my life in Nigeria, I don't feel anything. I don't know there was... You know, of course, you did read about racism, and but you didn't know how deep, how deep it was. So until I came here and I wasn't feeling right. The way the image of Africa is being portrayed mm-hmm. you know, and the way black people in general. So that began to get to me. So and at this time, I was thinking of what I'm going to do, how I'm going to convert myself and get into, you know, into the media. Then the the reality was that one, I don't have the qualification to, you know, to give to go into any to become anybody, any media to employ me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't have any experience, of course. <laughs> so and I didn't know what to do. So what I did was um I applied to Greenwich, um what was it Greenwich um the Greenwich Community College or something. Okay. I applied for their um um short courses on journalism and you know all those kind of things so i was doing the courses and all that so when i finished the course the courses, i knew that i was ready to go into this and then um business you know even as a, as a nurse i used to do some side business like um that time i had uh, <laughs> I had some partners in in some pharmacy partners who used to supply me with some um, 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 medications that I, I used to do with some doctors in the mm-hmm.
2: hospital.
1: I supplied them and all that who do their own uh, private practice and stuff. Then I also had um, I used to have some fashion you know some guys used to bring you know supply me the fashion stuff that i would sell by the side so i've been somebody that is always busy because i'm always my mind is always developing and trying to do Mm. something and i don't i don't ever want to be at a place doing nothing so my first how many years um almost six years if i immediately came in here i got pregnant (laughs) i took in for my first daughter and that was 2000. I had my first daughter 2008, 2007. Then
0: 2008, I had my second daughter. <laughs> wow! Wow. like oh, wow. No, no, please, like continue. <laughs> I I I have said 2009 might be like yeah, number three might have come along, but wow, yeah. <laughs> 2010. Okay, wow, I was wrong by one yeah. year. <laughs> So 2010,
1: I had my third daughter and, um, you know, when I was having my children, my, I had to change, my whole focus was now on them, Mm. um, school runs and all that. And while I was doing that as a stay-at-home mom, I was always on the internet, you know. So I would research, I was researching different things I want to do. I would research fashion, I would research every, almost everything I was researching. You know, at that time, because one, I didn't grow up here, so I don't know a lot of things. I need to think about the laws of the land, the, you mm-hmm. know, how business goes. So I did a lot of research, and I'm somebody that anything I want to learn, I learn it. You know, mm-hmm. I taught myself how to design websites, how to do logos, how to do almost everything. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: like, you know, so yeah like ha- where did you learn this from was it just from the internet or did
1: you it, yes from internet from surfing on the internet trying out different in downloading if it's not working i delete i go back i buy this i do this you know so because i had all the time in my hand and i'm not somebody that stays at home doing nothing
2: mm.
1: so um sometimes when my children go to sleep at night i'll be up from you know as long as the computer is still i'm going on and don't. Sometimes my husband was screaming at me. Why can't you just sleep? You know. So, <laughs> so until I figured out that you know I could blog, I started blogging. Then the, my first blog was called My Black Woman. Mm. You know, <laughs> My Black Woman. So when I launched the blog, oh my goodness! You know, that time um um, um social media is not this booming now. Yeah. At that time, so. People were, I was getting contact from everywhere. I found out that black women were, year, you know, yearning for a platform to be showcased and tell their stories. So you begin to find out that what you are seeing on the mainstream media is not a representation of what is happening. There were lots and lots of professionals and, you know, high achieving women whose stories were not being told. And I began to... Get their you know details and writing about them, and I began to get invitations to attend events and stuff like that. And I go there, I will, I will meet people, I will interview people. Then I said my black woman PR, I combined it together. So when I was doing that, I will help you know the women who were starting their small businesses. I will help them to package their um, uh, press releases, press key, you know. Show them what should be here, what should be there, you know that kind of thing, mm. and how to brand their product. So we are doing that. Then, I, I launched um, um, a showcasing event where they will come and uh, uh, exhibit their product. So in fact, the, the first event we did was at, at um, UCL. So when we got, when, how I got to know UCL is when I went for one of the events, and then I met a professor that works there. I began to speak with him. -hmm. And in fact, I wrote my first um, children's book, and I sent him a copy because he had a young um, son that time. So he called me and told me, "Oh, the son loved the book," and from there we became kind of friends, you know. So I just told him my idea that I wanted to have a venue where I would call all these women that have all these skin products and skincare products, hair care, you know, those things. They don't have anywhere to showcase them. He said, "Okay, he will arrange a venue for me." So he got the venue, so he said, he said to me, as long as they're not selling tickets, then that's, I'm fine with that. I said, okay, no problem. So we got these women, you know, they paid to have their spaces and all that. So that was how I experienced the first time to do that. Then as time went on, I began to hear, mm, why my black woman is too racist It's too, you know, the, the whole thing was getting too much, you know, so. Then, when I was in, I think when I was in Nigeria, I don't know if you know about VH1 Save the Music. They, they used to be in America.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, mm, no. Yeah.
1: They, they yeah. used to have a kind of show where they call these musicians. So there was a particular year they did VH1 Save the Music, Divas Life. Right. Yeah. Franklin, you have um, Maria Carey, you have, um, you know, these um, Suzanne surrounding and all those kind of. Women, you know, they all together to use music, and you know, so that was when diva, the word diva, first, I, I began to have first time um, positive connotation to it. So when I was now battling with the my black woman and stuff, people with some people were complaining, then I looked at it as well. I said, with that name, it wouldn't be open for, you know, for expansion, you know, to scale it in the future. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. And I decided to call, you know, change to um, divas of color. Mm. Yeah. Then divas. Then I now brought in what it meant to me, which is diverse, inspirational, versatile, herbal, sisters of color. You know. So that was hand- when when we brought that one, and I met the logo and everything. People were so like, wow. You know, it was so. The people were drawn to it. You know. So. I began to develop it, you know, each time, you know, I, I tried to, you know, incorporate different things based on what people are asking for. And um, That's how I began to grow with that one. Then on the magazine, you know, I wanted to capture the African black story
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a more... Um, um, with more value than not just... Uh, I don't know how to how to put because now if you see in the media, there's a lot of clickbaits and all that. So I was looking at something that something like um GQ, something mm. like um entrepreneur magazine, something like you know, that those kind of
0: Yeah. So I you're basically trying to change the narrative you typically hear from the media over here, where it just runs like, yeah, this is insert negative headline of this is what's gone on in Africa. And this is negative headline of what this person's done in Africa. And like, so you want it to change the narrative, change the story, uh, to basically go, yeah, this is what's happening. And like this, like this new project's taken off. This person's doing like great things. This person's making a real difference to the continent and like beyond. Uh, like, uh, that's the way I see it, and that's I, uh, it might I might be wrong about what your goals might be, but yeah, please, if I am, please enlighten me. I'd like to know.
1: Yes, you you got it right, but then I, I didn't want it to be gossipy, and mm. um, um, and um, you know, like most magazines, you see that it's only like gossip, and you know that that kind of lifestyle and stuff like that. I wanted it to be something more tangible, that mm. when you when like, if you, if you want to start business, you can get resources there. If you're already running your business, you'll be able to find content in the magazine that will, you know, encourage you or keep you going or give you information that you need. Or if you're a creative person, you know, as well as, you know, having, telling people stories. So we, our aim wasn't um, to have, you know, like these days now, you see everybody wants, um, you, you know, want people to, People are only interested in traffic, but we are interested in even if it's one person who reads it, mm. it it has impact. It has value. So that was how C Hub magazine was, you know, you know, uh, branded and uh, focused. So, and we've been doing we are printing and all that until now. When printing, you know, is no longer that much re- relevant, and people are not really, you know, into print and all that. So we now went all. Um, on the website and all that. So mm. the content we bring in is something that is uh, timeless and all that. So it's there on its own working. Then, and you know that when you're running a business, regardless of the passion, you know, you want your cash flow. Without the cash flow, the passion, you can't even bring it. So yeah. you have to always be thinking how to scale everything and be able to have the uh, you know cash flow that we need to keep the business going and also be able to pay myself, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that's how at every point in time, we are thinking of how, what else can we bring in, what can we sell, what can, even though it's a passion business, what can we be, what services are we going to give to be able to make income from what we're doing, so we, that's how we opened also so the uh, publishing house, you know, to publish books for Independent authors and you know, provide uh, publishing um, um, solutions, um, um, ISBN designing, editing, proofreading, you know, you know, all those kind of, and actually publishing for people who, who, who maybe you know like traditional publishing. I don't know. Yeah. They, they reject almost everybody. So, <laughs> and, uh, so if you believe in your in your work and you think it's something that will sell then you can as well invest in it and get it done by yourself. So that's those are the kind of people we target and help them to get their book out there.
0: Yeah, no, like this is the thing, like I've got to say, like with regards to your attitude, uh, to regard, like to basically going out there and doing it for yourself. It's, yeah, I've got to say very like, wow, because look, here's the thing. Uh, when you're when you're over in Nigeria, it would be quite very easy to like go. Okay, look at your bank account and go right to uh, like travel for where I am right now to Lagos. I don't have the money. Uh, that that is it. Game over. Let me just stop right there. You like you go. You went okay. Yeah, you talk to the driver and like yeah. You you broker a deal to get you to Lagos. You show up. Hello to your brother, and then it was a case of you went to Lagos without having a job set up and it was just a case of um, many a person would go like come to the big city and then like go okay let me find something which might tide me over in the meantime but you went okay oh that looks like a nice hospital you took your chance you had an interview you get offered the job on that very day but you didn't have your uniform that where you would so you couldn't start work on that day you then still went looked up the hospital you wanted to go to in the first place like havana and you're like okay great like okay like (laughs) nigerian like nigerian military almost got you but yeah by some chance you basically met up with your husband and then yes you came over to the U.K, but the whole thing is, you came over to the U.K, you looked at, around, because maybe it was the case if you have an outsider's perspective, because like, at, you're very proud of being a first generation immigrant into the U.K, and like, yeah, we welcome you, and we're quite happy to have you. Uh, mm-hmm. But like to look and go, right, um, there is a hole in the market, and, not, and I can't find that particular thing which. I can connect to you. Come like you give it a name. Sorry, I may have got the name wrong. Black like black women. My uh, black
2: women.
0: My black women. And you went okay. And you know what I mean. People came back to you and you listened to the feedback people gave to you. And look, you could you could have just turned around, and went, "Damn you!" It's the name it is now. Step off. Blah, blah, blah. But you went okay. No, you might have a point. You changed it. Changed it to Divas of Color uh, International Women's Forum, like I, uh, you know what I mean. It, you basically adapt a change, and like, yeah, you provided the service you longed for in the market where you couldn't see it, which I think is like, yeah, great, like a great thing, indeed. But like, but like, whole thing is like, I've skipped past like the whole point where you had three kids, like, yeah, like. Like two in quick succession, then yeah, you decide to have a break for one and then had another and do all this, but self taught quite a lot of this. Uh, you know what I mean? Like with regards to learning how to design logos, learning how to do websites, learning how to basically get more creative writing onto the whole thing. Um, what, man, I've got to ask, what on earth? Gives you this much drive to do all of this. And, like, basically, yeah, look, we haven't even touched on Z Hub, like the magazine, but yeah, but all of this drive at, look, being a parent of three, that, that's, look, that's enough for some people. That is, they're done, dusted. Like, you know, about starting up a forum and, like, yeah, writing a children's book at the same time. What, what gives you your drive? Come on now. What is that? Well, it's, it's natural with me because um, um
1: most of the times I'm battling, there are a lot of ideas in my head and sometimes uh. I have to be like, oh, I, you know, be quiet. You know, I'm trying yeah. my mind to be quiet because if I keep going with things that are coming on my head, in my head, I can't, I won't stop. I will look like a mad person. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the voices. <laughs>
1: No, no, my voice is. You know, so and the thing is, I have a husband who also is very much into the whole thing. In see, Hub, see, Hub magazine. He was the one that got the name. We have to press from What I wanted, the magazine I wanted it to be initially. I the name I was going to give to it was still going to be channel to women. Now, um. Why am I drawn to women mostly? is because coming from where I come from, with the um, with the amount of vision and um, ambition I had, yeah. I find that the culture where I'm coming from, you know, even till to today, is still suppressing women. There are certain things you want to do as a woman. Everybody says, mm, "Don't you know you're a woman? Go and get married," you know? So the focus is on get married, get this, instead of on um, um, what you want to be you know so that's really i think that affected me so much growing up i i observed those things so much and also my mom i saw my mom practically beaten you know assaulted by my you know domestic violence and all Mm. that so and i grew up in fact okay well at the age of five because yeah. when my mom my mom left my dad when I was about four years, and my mom was fully pregnant. In fact, I captured it in one of my books that I wrote recently, Tuning. So I used Tuning to write a little bit about myself, and then release some of the poems and thoughts and quotes that I have that you know that I use in motivating myself and keeping myself going. So that's the book is Tuning. So I told the story of how I grew up from. Four years when I, when we left my dad and, and went to my maternal home, so at that point my mom is a teacher. At that time she was still going to school. She was still studying. So from time to time she would leave us myself and my siblings. We are four of us then, mm. and she would go to school to uni. Um, she was doing they call it sandwich. I don't know what they call it part time, but maybe during school holidays or something she would go, you know. So you know then. Sometimes when she's in school, I'll be the one that will take care of my siblings. Mm. And in my culture, as the first daughter, you know, even if there are elder brothers, the, the girl, the girl child is more, you know, takes the responsibility of taking care of the house and the, yeah. home and the domestic things. So I was very early began to take responsibility for other people and for myself. So when I was five years old, and I was living with my grandmother, grand, grandfather, and my great grandmother in my maternal home, so and I was babysitting my younger sister then. So I was like, I want to go to school. What is wrong with these people? Nobody's talking about my school. <laughs> so this is, I think this is when this started. So and we used to go to school with, um, you, know, you know, like board. We call it um, uh, slate. Yeah. Yeah, so we used to go to school with slate and use chalk to write and all that. So one day, <laughs> I'm shy now. So one day I went to the, I went to where they were doing construction in the at the back of the house and carried a plank, a smooth plank I saw there, and that was my slate. The following morning, nobody knew. I just followed other children going to school. I went and registered myself. That was how I started my primary school. <laughs>
0: Who are you? Uh, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm, you know, what are you doing here? I'm come to learn. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like, where's your slate? I've got a plank. It's good. Come on. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> <You>
1: know, <laughs> that, that. that was the first time I, I, I began to you know decide what I wanted to do so whatever you're talking about once I'm focused that this is what I want to do on your own mm. and also I need to also let you know that when I came to London here even that time I was having my children there was a time I was making peanuts in my house with my oven mm. yep yeah. I was I was making peanuts I would package it black belt and everything do chin chin and i was supply yeah, to um, yeah. african shops so initially when i started it i didn't even know what i was doing so but when i did the packaging and everything i designed the uh, what what name did i call it that time i packaged it and took it to um to the nearest shop to me and the man said okay let's try so i gave them i think i gave them about 50 wraps of the uh, peanuts mm. And I left. The following day, they called me. It's finished. I should bring more. And I wasn't prepared. <laughs> oh, I had children all over me.
0: <laughs> no, no, yes, no, no doubt, half of the peanuts you bought, like <laughs> the kids were like, thank you. <laughs> yes, I go, no, I got to sell those. But oh my Lord, yeah.
1: So I told my husband, I said, oh my God. It's like, people like it. So my husband said, okay, he's going to support me. So he went and bought more raw peanuts and all that and mm. i tried to make more then you know my phone number was there the next thing i heard was people were calling me you know i live in woolwich area uh, plumstead yeah and people were calling me in new crossroad to come <laughs> <and> out. <something. laughs> it became so stressful oh my God, goodness what's this? you know so um he was giving me money that time, but it was stressful. It was he was making our house dirty with the children and everything, and I needed to focus on the real business I want to do. That was just to you know support myself and keep myself busy. But then mm. it began to people began to call me everywhere, you know. So sometimes you need to run to about four shops and you know do supplies. In in New Crossroad, we got four, we I had four shops there. In okay. New York, I had about three or four shops and in um, um, Charlton, you know, just like yeah. people calling me, I said, I, can't, I cannot, I cannot forget about it. <laughs> you know, I decided to, then when the um, Divas of Color and Seahaw began to pick up, I, I just stopped it. I said, no. Mm. Then my children were beginning to go to school. I need to focus on their education as well. So I stopped the side distractions from the peanuts. So even though it was giving me quick recast so I stopped that
0: one. <laughs> okay, and like with divas of color, um, how many events have you like, uh, run, um, before the lockdown? How many events did you do?
1: Okay, we do. Um, what we do is that we do the um our our flagship event is the festival, which we do every March. You know, and our event was supposed to be on the twenty eighth of March. Mm. So when the government, we are still and not sure what they want to do and all that. I already canceled my event. I said, no, I've, you know, with my knowledge of nursing and infectious diseases and all that, I said, this thing is not going to last for, you know, weeks and end, you know. So around February, you know, towards the end of February, we decided to cancel and shift the event. We shifted it to July, 11th July. Okay. With the, but now looking at it again, it's not going to happen this July. So usually we have, we have our festival and the festival encompasses awards, trade show, conference, mm-hmm. and um, fashion show. You know, we have people from everywhere, from US, from Zimbabwe, from um, um, South Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, you know, in fact, last one, we had people from Sri Lanka and mm. Pakistan. You know, so and this year we even had more people coming from different, but this year we, we collaborated with a lot of Nigeria um, uh, celebrities, movie, you know, Nollywood celebrities, about five ladies were going to come. They were already ambassadors for this year's mental health um, um, campaign because each year we have a particular course we want to promote with it. So the, 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 the tagline was mind your mind. Mm-hmm. you know so and um after the what's it called after the festival we usually have our professional and uh, professional uh, that's career and business conference in july that's when we usually have that one as well we have we also have speakers from every background from every even men and every so and i also i always tell people see diva College is just a brand yeah. yes our target is women but it's not exclusively women so if there's something we are discussing that you that men think you know we are not uh, we are not sexist. you can come you know so <laughs>
0: thank you very much
1: <laughs> so we do have men who also come for especially the career and the business conference we usually have in in july by now we're supposed to be preparing for that one but because of the lockdown we wouldn't. And then we do have, um, from time to time, we have webinars, we have um, free, um, you know, meetings and all that. And now, the one we are working on now, heavily is to, you know, um, launch the membership, you Mm -hmm. know. We've been doing the survey and listening to what people want and, you know, gathering um, data on, the services and the content they want to, things they want to access from the resources they want from the membership. So that's where we are now, developing that one. Because um, like some of our uh, international network women, like yesterday, and I I launched the podcast as well in her world for Diva Software, I launched it um, I think two weeks ago. Okay. So yesterday, yeah, yesterday I was speaking to one of um, one of the ladies. She was supposed to win an award this year. In fact, she I think she won a few years ago, and she was supposed to also win an award this March. Yeah, she's from uh, India. She's an architect. So we, I, I spoke to her yesterday on the um, podcast, Diverse of Color podcast. Then what else? Um, yeah, so and so many other things in the pipeline that. You know now that we have time to sit down and think, I'm hoping that as soon as the lockdown eases out, we are gonna have other things to be I'm, Do
0: mean- I'm sure you will I'm sure you will like wow, like uh, with regards to the membership like um i I don't know how many people you've got in your community right now, but it I take it it's one of those things where you're uh, like you're having to adapt and adjust right now with doing the webinars, uh, basically doing the membership and like launching your podcast uh, only two weeks ago. Uh, you said it was the Divas of Colour podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, and like this is thing, bringing on like uh, guests uh, like from India, uh, basically, and I can only imagine this is only, like the, just the start of things. Uh, yeah, for the podcast... Become.
1: But the podcast is so easy because um, we, have, we have a catalog of women who are doing a CD. You remember that since the Divas of Color was officially launched as it is now mm. from 2014. So that from 2014 we've had hundreds of women who have you know, won awards, who have attended events, who are in our newsletters, who receive newsletters. So that's why we wanted to create a membership formally, so that we can now have a Controlled community who are you know always interacting. So we have these women who are professionals. For, just name any profession. We have women you know in it. We have nurses, doctors, architects. You know professors from different and business women who have their own businesses who have established you know big you know brands that are thriving and stuff like that from different parts of the world. So it's just our own. The diverse of color is there to just. You know, make sure that these women, people are hearing about them and their voices are being heard, you know. And in, was it 2017 or 18, when we first launched the Mind Your Mind campaign, Mm.
2: you
1: know, that's the mental health awareness. So we had um, 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 Baroness, was it? um. um, What's her name again? Um is it Paroness or something? Um I remember her name. These two they're in the House of Lords. Um House of Lords, uh, oh my god, how can I even forget Badness her name?
0: Dane, maybe.
1: Yeah, then um what's the
0: Noah I, <laughs> I I have time. <laughs> <You need> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um
1: I'm gonna get the name. Oh my god, did please help me? It's cool, uh, it's cool. Yeah. So um, uh, when I remember the two black ladies in the um, House of Chambers, but not the one that the son died. Um, uh, This was something of St. David's. So, um, but uh, one of them, one of these ladies, she was able to arrange for us to have one of the campaign events in the House of Lords. So we came. We we, we had uh, we invited speakers and other women came, and then uh, both of them were able to award them. You know, they received their awards, uh, even though they were supposed to get their awards earlier, but they they could not attend. So we we were able to bring their awards for them. There. One second. I'm trying to see if our friends. Uh huh. And the, the, the conference, the career and business conference we do, we usually run in July, is called Women into Leadership. So we try to equip women to lead, to be, you know, to gain the confidence to lead, whether you're in your own business or you are in a professional career or something. You should also know that you're a leader and be able to position yourself as a leader wherever you find yourself. Mm. So that's
0: now, with, like with regards to yourself as, a, I will say, as a lady, as a leader yourself, uh, I, I know you've, like, most probably ran into some sort of, like, difficulties over your time. Uh, but what do you often find you hear from other ladies who come and ask you uh, their, what has been sort of their sort of typical problems they have had? to find their own leadership you found your leadership what problems have they run into have you found personally for me first
1: on my own is um sometimes i I doubt myself a lot Mm. i i critique myself you know um when i'm doing something i i i have a way of you know checking out you know i'll be going back and forth thinking is it right? Is it? I don't want to offend anybody, you know, that kind of thing. So and uh, also, um, uh, networking. When <laughs> I know you're going to think this is not true. Now, <laughs> people well, don't know that I can be very introverted. Okay. So when I go when I go on networking physically, you know, if I don't have anything to contribute, you find me. I won't be able to. I don't know how to do small talk. Okay. Is it that? Yeah. Is it that full-on talk? I'm saying something tangible, or I'm not talking. You know. So when people come to me and say, "Oh, your hair is nice," this, "Oh, your makeup," (laughs) I tune out. I'm already like this.
2: (laughs) uh, Do not
1: believe (laughs) in me. So, so so I find it difficult, you know, going to networking events Mm. where there's no focus, there's no direct, there's no thing I'm coming to do. You know, just to hang around, talk to people, you know, there's nothing. I find it very difficult. So what I normally do is, if I'm going to any event, I try to find people before the event, I try to know who is coming, who am I trying to meet. So that once I'm there, even if it's one person, that one person, I will find my way to speak to that person and it becomes relevant to me. Or I'll find a way to get to know the people who are doing the event and see if there's any role they will give me, even if it means being on their uh, reception or something, you know, helping to check this in. So it, uh, doing that it makes me more relevant, and then from there I can talk to people. If it's just to come and sit down and then the talking time What do you do?? No, because when people are asking me, what do I do? I don't know which one to tell them. Am I going to tell Divas of Color? Am I going to tell Seahawks? What am I going to tell? Everything, you know, when you start saying hey, it comes too much. They say, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> so that has been a kind of hindrance for me mm. in that regard. Then um, from other people, especially when I coach people, I also find out that so many people don't believe in themselves, don't have the confidence. They might appear, you know, people, especially people you see dress up very well. They dress up, they they put a lot of makeup and, you know, gold. And when you see them, they're already intimidating, you know, if you don't know yourself. But Mm. then when you get to the underneath, you find out that they are struggling with confidence. They are struggling with, you know, believing in their own ideas. And also they 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 find it difficult to translate an idea to something tangible. So they find themselves as not relevant, Mm. you know? So, so when I'm coaching people, I try to let them begin to see the value they have been and stop comparing yourself with anybody. Define your own success. So for me, I always define what success means to me at every point in my life, you know? So regardless of what any other person is doing, whatever is happening, that's not my focus. My focus is, this is what I want. And this is how I'm defining my own sources. And that's where I'm going to. So I don't get really caught up with distractions a lot. Then um, another thing is people focus so much on money. Hmm. You know, the minute they don't have the money they believe in, they want to have or things they want, material things they want, they get easily, you know, carried away and distracted. You know, somebody like me, I can go with my hair. I can, I can scrape my hair. I mm. can go without makeup. I can go without nails, and and I still feel great within myself. All I need to do is be very clean, and you know, be how I want to dress her. But I like to dress more casual than, you know, suiting up and all that. So mm. when I dress casually, I feel more confident. But when I feel when I start dressing, putting jackets and all those, I start being conscious of myself. So so many people get Um, get trapped in trying to please people than focusing on who they are and what they want to achieve Mm. in their own life. So that's one of the things I observed and I found out. And then also many women just simply don't have the support from home. They don't have a partner or family members who support them as women. I remember one time I went for there's a kind of meeting we went to and I wanted to speak. And this person quickly asked me to sit down that you're a small girl. Said, me, small girl. In this London, I'm like me, small girl. I said, no, I have to speak, you know. So many people, you know, our especially if, if it's people from our culture,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: from home, they know you from home. It's difficult to for you to bring up yourself and be that leader they still see you from the point of cultural position and all those kind of things. so many women are struggling with that and trying to overcome all those challenges
0: yeah no um yeah i think it's a case of i the way i see many a person out there uh like yeah there's cultural challenges and then there's basically people um sometimes when it comes to belief in themselves they like uh, they they actually get to the point of doing what they need to do, taking the action they need to do. But then they feel like they're a pretender in what they're doing. And many a times that's a thing what comes up to sort of put, stop them in their tracks, which I think makes it that much harder. But yeah, from like the sort of like home support, I think with regards to the lockdown, I think that's changing a lot of people's sort of like thoughts and attitudes because it's one of those things. uh, I have a friend uh, named Amy McEwen and like she does a lot of sort of mental health and uh, all aspects of that. But her husband goes, works in the city, I think. I I don't know what his role, like what he does, but he works away from home. And much of the time, he doesn't actually sort of see the whole sort of parental responsibilities and understands that sort of heavy lifting what is required. I think now with the lockdown, especially like, well, I think worldwide, uh, where now more like more partners are together and having to share that responsibility much more, And understanding how hard that can be with a young child, like going, "Hi, uh, I need this." Hi, what you doing? Hi, uh, I want to play. Hi, I need some attention. Hi, and like trying to get that sort of workload done. I think many a person, like many a gent lady, or however their sort of makeup is, I think they're getting a fresh perspective of that. So yeah, I think home support. I think will be changing over in the next few years. I might be wrong about this, but I think this lockdown is changing a lot of attitudes when it comes to that and how people should be working and supporting themselves, like support for yes. each
1: other. Uh, yeah, it, it's in two parts. Um, yes, what you said is, is very correct, but the other side of the, the ugly side of the lockdown also is that um, some women are beginning to find out that they're actually stuck in their home. Mm. You know like when I mean stuck in their home or relationship is that probably they they the when their husbands or partners go to work was an opportunity for them to have some freedom, but now they are not stuck in the in the same space with this person
2: mm. you know
1: if you can i don't know if you have been paying attention about this there's been a spike in domestic violence, yeah you know in fact, I think about six women already have been killed within this um lockdown from domestic violence and also a few men of of course uh, you know it's not the domestic violence is not only channeled to women but mostly women are the ones who suffer it the most mm. so um the lockdown also you know has made it almost impossible for women who who are maybe who are going through some challenges not being able to escape or look for help you know so um that's that part. That's the ugly part of it. And then the, 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 beautiful, uh, the beauty of it all is that what you just said is like some husbands who um, probably didn't think their stay-at-home wife was actually doing anything. I'm beginning to see how much skill that is needed to be a mom or to run the home, to budget, to um, um, organize, to schedule to you know to make things make sure that things are running smoothly it's not something that is easy for, for for example now in my own home in the last this last two months i've not bathed the last my my baby my husband does it ah. so he does it and that has been a huge relief off my shoulders now um the children now since they're not going to school I don't have to wake up early to make sure that they, you know, they get ready to go to school, you know, make sure they have, um, they have packed lunch and, you know, breakfast, everything. Mm. Now, they, I, so most of the times I wake up the last, you know, and sometimes they'll come and peep and check if I'm awake <laughs> and they look at me and they leave. Then whenever I'm ready, I come down, you know. So it's, it's a whole new, you know, if you have a loving home, A loving relationship. The lockdown has even strengthened those relationships and made it more giving you more time to stay together as a family. You know, like in our own in our own um, home here. Most of the times now, we have the chance for everybody to be on the dinner table at the same time. Oh, that's wonderful. And over dinner, we talk about different things. In fact, my two two of my daughters are writing their book. They finished writing their book. I'm the one holding them now. My first daughter, she wrote her novel her fiction and she, done, she did the illustration and that is where I'm struggling with you know getting the illustrations into digital you know so that's what I've been doing then my second daughter also she's written she's finished the second um, series in her book you know both of them so I'm working I'm editing them also so we have a lot we are talking about you know on their, what they are doing and catching up and, everything. and then my husband is getting you know getting more bonding you know one with them more, going yeah. to their park and everything, and also um every evening we do presentation. you know the whole family do, we do we all do presentations, so you you decide what you want to present, whether you want to read a chapter from your book or a page or a paragraph or you want to tell us what you did throughout the day, so what it does is it makes the girls so during the day they are thinking. What am I going to present? So giving them responsibility to be able to think, you know, beyond just playing in and being bored.
2: Mm. So they're
1: always, they're always channeled into thinking, what am I going to present? Oh, last, last night I didn't present, my presentation was not that good. What am I going to, you know, to try to outshine the other person? So, and when you do your presentation, after the presentation, you're going to ask questions. You have to bring out questions from your presentation and ask us and we'll be answering the questions. So if you're not able to bring up questions, that means you didn't understand what you are talking about. Then, and if you ask us questions and we couldn't answer it, that means we didn't listen. Mm. So it forces everybody to pay attention and focus (laughs) on the the presentation.
0: Like I I know if I come around your household, like, yeah, come around for dinner. (laughs) Oh, great, no worries. Uh, you have your presentation ready? What <laughs> I heard that like no, 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 like yeah I'm look what they say what you just said about presentation I was like okay fine presentation like <laughs> uh, yeah like but you can't mess it's not you can like hey well this is what I did today thank you no you've got uh, you've got it's like you've got to go, deep. You have <laughs> to go deep yes like you have to start from when I
1: woke up if you want to say what you did today the they're gonna say and first of all you have to introduce yourself. We are teaching them to introduce themselves. Like now, my daughter, when she comes and she says her name, she says her age, where she goes to school, and then she, say, she could say she's a writer or she has written her, she's a, she's a first time um, 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 author or whatever. You know, depending, and also she's an illustrator, she has to say those things so that it's stuck in her and she knows that, see, I have something to do. Then, you know, for us, for me, before I, I I used to be like I don't like to I don't like too much titles I don't like to go with titles. Mm. So, but now I'm getting used to saying I'm the CEO. You know that kind of thing. So CEO. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like this is the thing you're instilling this in like your children at a very young age. Look, like, put it this way. Look, um, when like I'm listening to you when you're like going yeah. Both my, child, like, both my children both uh, my children yeah they're working on their book I'm, like i'm sitting here like i'm wow i've got podcasts, and i go I feel really lazy at this present time <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, mm. just like uh, yeah like don't want, i don't want to meet your children just like, Sir. <laughs> uh, just like i finished my I finished my first book what have you done well i've I've, I've got a podcast and you it's like, mm, that's very nice. But like, I, I, see, what, see what I tell people. Um, I I tell people not
1: to don't feel that way. You know, yeah. yeah, don't feel that way because you have to go by with your own pace. Like now, um, some of the things that I do is my recreation.
2: Yeah, like
1: you, you you might find it hard getting me to go for, let's say, um. Okay, for example, there was one time a, a lady invited me to come for. a pajamas party
0: oh yeah,
1: I said, yeah, yeah, I was like, what are we going to be, just wear my PJ and come over and what next, you know, that kind of things, they don't, they don't, I don't see them, I don't see myself doing it, Mm. so instead of doing that thing, I do, I focus on like since morning, I've been on the computer, in fact, since yesterday, I was on the, on this diverse of color website, there was A particular um, software or whatever I wanted to um, install, and it wasn't working. And each time I think it's done, you know, because there were two people wanted to, you know, who already wanted to purchase the uh, membership, and Mm. I keep seeing it pending. And then I go back to PayPal, you know, there's no coming. So I'm trying to find out the technical thing that was happening. (laughs) So, so I was stuck with it throughout yesterday. Then around 10 p.m. My head was spinning. <laughs> my, husband, <laughs> my husband practically came and dragged me out. I said, that's enough. They need to come out. So I had to go. I called my girls to put some um, finger the duvet. I, I laid down here for a while and relaxed myself. And then even at that, I didn't want to stop because I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. So but I had to listen to my body and, and go. But I was having fun doing it. Yeah. So I wouldn't
0: blame another person or make another person feel guilty for not doing that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like exactly. don't worry, I like, I'm playing a little game here. I'm just I'm I'm like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. again <laughs> like having a little bit of fun, but yes, but like, thing. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, I know the pain of IT. Uh like my lady, she like does like works with IT and everything like this, implement change all of this. So software problems. Yeah. Trust me. Like anytime you try to install anything with IT, it like, they go, Oh yeah. It, you just do, you just do this and you just do this and it should work. No, that's a lie. You, it's a lie. <laughs> it's like, I was actually working on, I was working on the website uh, last
1: week. Mm. All of a sudden I, I locked myself out. I couldn't get into the back end of my website. I was going mad. I said, oh, oh my goodness, what did I just do now? You know, so I had to contact my um, my what's it called, my service uh, provider? Yeah, my service provider. Then they had to now help me and they, they were able to pick up the something I installed that changed the whole system. They, they were able to pick it and they told me what it was and asked me, what do I need it for? I don't really need it. They deleted it from there. Then I was able to Go in again. So it's 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 crazy. Anytime I go on the website to do
0: any work, forget that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can yeah, just like hey like husband comes in. ah uh, how you doing? How yeah, you okay? You just look at him like I'm still working <laughs> on it leave me alone okay bye-bye <laughs> kids don't go in there no 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 <laughs> mommy's busy right now leave her be <laughs> no.
1: but it's fun you know it's very fun is um the 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 one of the good things about life is once you find what you like what mm-hmm. gives you happiness what gives you the fulfillment you will find that your life is almost complete you know you know like in my house, books, you know, writings and that's the kind of thing that you'll be hearing about. And in fact, like now, when my children are watching TV or playing games, they're already carving out characters from what they are watching. Then you see them, oh, Daniel, um, do you see why that That will fit this character. they have call the name of the character and they'll mm. they mm, touch they try to think about it and see how you're going to, oh, okay, mm-hmm. You know, that that's the kind of conversation you always have. Sometimes I say, hey, so what is it against? No, don't worry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> They'll they pick me in my zone, parents on me, you know. So it's, um so it's very important for people, you know, to find first of all what gives them fulfillment. Mm. And then from that, you can start learning how to offer it as a service and earn money from it. You know, because when you are doing something and you don't like it, even the money you're getting, you will find yourself, you won't have happiness. You keep on, you find, that is why people keep on acquiring things that they don't necessarily need. And at the end of the day, they find yourself, you know, there are some people who work, who have jobs that earn a lot of money. At the end of the day, they are still broke. Mm. Because they keep on piling and piling things. Trying to fill that gap, trying to get that satisfaction. But at the end of the day, once you use that thing once or twice, you dump it. You don't want that one. You are bored of it. You buy another one and yeah. still don't find the happiness. But if you're doing something that gives you joy, gives you happiness, and if you are lucky, your entire family are, you know, are into similar things or understand how to leave people to live their own lives, then you are in heaven.
0: <laughs> I'm liking that. I'm really, I'm really liking that. Like so with regards to yourself um, and with your enterprises, like, um, like what do you see yourself for the, well, you've talked about the membership and everything like this, but what is one of the things you want to do say in the next say three years or five years?
1: Okay, in, in the, first of all, before now, our five year projection, um, which would have been in the next three years now, mm. um, was that, um, you know, with the Seahub magazine, there's a level of, um, um, network we were expecting and also trying to get into Nigeria market as well. But, um, I had my baby in, in 2018 and then last year, my husband had, um, brain surgery. Oh. So, yeah these two events really you know was a big challenge for the family in general and affected us but that we're able to do the events you know and mind you see how magazine has creativity awards that creativity arts awards we do every november so we just managed to do those events we couldn't market them. we couldn't we just managed to do it and we spent a lot of money hosting all the events we hosted 2018 and 2019. So that's it deep into our finances. So it's, it's like this year we wanted to start again and then boom, the, <laughs> the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: corona, Corona, <laughs> Corona, Corona. <laughs> corona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but the the good thing is that we still have the, the zeal, the spirit is still there. Our network, we have a network of um, um, people who. Who get our back as well? Who trust in what we can do? And aside from the organization, the, the company, businesses, and services, I have things that I do in my own kind of leisure. Like I do YouTube, I do um, ordinary, I do interview people, and then when I have some ideas, I go on Facebook Live and all that. So in that way, we those those things I do also drag people in. So our focus now is to one, the divas of color, to establish the membership and be able to have, you know, we have our target number we want to achieve at least in the first one year. Mm. And then um the Sea Hub magazine, we want to also increase um to 2018, we redesigned it, you know. So probably the next thing we're gonna be doing now is to make it into app or something so people can download it so that we'll be able to measure who has it. Then, you know, um, and to make sure that we are we, are, we keep going, you know. Mm. So, and also be able to have, be able to employ the kind of writers we want for c Hub, You know, um, at the moment, we work mostly with uh, freelancers and, you know, we have just a few permanent um, writers and stuff like that. So we want to have a kind of family of, Okay, this is our staff strength. This is people working for us. That kind of so that we can always bounce ideas with our staff and be able to be in control of what we are doing. So that's where we are heading to
0: now. Okay, yeah, liking it, liking it. Look, yes. Um, Okay, and also this year um,
1: we've been able to achieve um,
0: um, partnership
1: with our publishing book publishing so that any book that we publish before when we publish book. We can only find it within UK.
2: Yeah.
1: But now we cannot, we are not going global so that people can buy whatever book we publish any part of the world. So we've, 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 um, we've been able to achieve a partnership that enables us to do that. And also Google have also accepted us as a publishing partner so that our books are also in Google Play and Google Books. You know, so these are some of the things we've
0: achieved, achieved this year. <laughs> no, I'm loving that. I'm loving that a lot. Like, yes. Um, I'm definitely going to have to give uh, a, the, I was speaking to Jane on the podcast, who, like, uh, also from Nigeria. Uh, oh, wait. Let me just see. Oh, um, Jane, uh, uh, basically, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send you uh, her like details to you. Uh, so you can have her on as a guest on the podcast. Uh, yeah. I think you'll be able to get a lot of value, uh, from, uh, well, provide a lot of value for each other. Uh, yeah. yeah very inspirational lady like yourself. Uh, like well, I've got to say, yeah, definitely a go getter pushing forward. Um, I'm like, I'm loving the way you are pushing the bound, like you pushed the boundaries for yourself. Uh, basically. Yeah. Um, Fighting against the odds. while wow, I would say finding ways to get things done when the solution is not clear. Uh, so I've got to say you have been a joy and an inspiration uh, with regards to that. And look, Uh, no worries Uh, anything I can do to basically provide help and support I'm very happy to do it and like I'm very happy you are on the podcast today it like I've got to simply say yeah um where like I'm going to use this myself as motivation to when the days where I feel oh I can't do this or I feel like slacking off there look uh yeah I like if I needed to travel to a place in the country, yes. Uh, I can travel here. I can do this. I can push myself that little bit harder. Uh, yeah. Um, may I ask if you can tell people where they can find you in the world? Like, yeah, on social media, everything like that. That would be great. I'll put stuff down in the description. Uh, if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Where can they find you?
1: Um. If you... Um... In fact, every social media, not every social media, main social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you if you put at Fonte, F-A-U-N-T-E-E, you know, T W E, then you will find me at Fonte. And, you know, the C-HUB has its own pages on same uh, platform, LinkedIn. If you search for C-HUB, C.HUB magazine, and C Hub stands for Creativity Hub. Mm. Yeah, that's what C Hub is. Then, if you also search for Divas of Color using English, um, British spelling of Color, Divas of Color, you I, will find us.
0: That's the people. only way you're meant to spell Color. There is no other way you spell <laughs> Color.
1: American <laughs> spell without the U. <laughs> Crazy people. Yeah,
0: spell. yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs>
1: You. Yeah, and, um, and also I have my own website, my own personal website, Fonte Bon. Just Fonte, then put B O N dot com. That's my personal website. There isn't much happening there. From time to time, I host some, um, I do some mentoring or sex, or coaching sections where I teach people how to how you can start any business with no cash at hand. Mm-hmm. You know. So I teach some of the skills and some of the things that, you know, for startups and first-generation entrepreneurs, you know, showing them the challenges they might face and how to, you know, surmount them.
0: Mm. Excellent. Uh, what i like to say is I thank you uh, very much for coming on today, Fasina. It's been a pleasure. Uh, the honor has been all mine. Uh, yeah, I would definitely love to have you back onto the podcast, uh, definitely in the future. And yeah, if I can do anything to help you with your podcast as well, um, I'll be happy to do that as well. I
1: think I I'll get you on, on the Sea Hub magazine because I do a show for Sea Hub magazine that goes on YouTube, Is a tough talk, yeah. So I will. You know, I will, when I follow, I'm following you on LinkedIn, so I will watch some of the things, your opinions. From your opinion, I'll come up with a tough topic that I want you that will have, you know, not some kind of topics where it's hard to talk about. You know, <laughs> for example, <laughs> for example, I I I've chatted with with um, a professor who's a, a medical doctor. Um, he's, a, he's a gynecologist. I spoke with him about um, um, transgender. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an idea of the kind of topics I do on Top talk, So one, professionally, and um, he's also a Christian. So I was trying to get him to, you know, (laughs) tell us what that means. What's, you know, how transgender is going to play out. Why it's necessary and all those kind of things. So which was a bit difficult for him. But then he was, he surmounted the, he was able to, give his answers also as well and um, preserve his profession.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, no, you know what? I'll be happy to do it. Uh, yep. Yeah. And any bit I can do to do that. Yeah. Be happy to do that. And yes, uh, be kind with whatever topic you might <laughs> raise <really> with <do> me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be happy to do that. Let me know. And yeah, um, right now, because I'm on, how can I say, furlough uh yeah i've got a lot of time free <laughs> that, like, that's 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 the beauty of the
1: lockdown isn't it oh, we yeah. have a lot of time a lot of time now well, like this it,
0: yeah absolutely push forward to those dreams ambitions you might have uh like which might be resting in you and yeah make the most of this time to make it happen exactly perfect Festina thank you uh, very much for coming on today. Uh, I wish you a very good day. Uh, I like to say to anyone who's listening, uh, thank you for listening. I wish you a very good day. I wish you a well. I say be awesome, be excellent, be fantastic, be all the positive bees you can be in this world and then some. Anyway, have a great day, my friends, my life warriors. I say goodbye to you one and all and yeah. Peace. (laughs) Thank you. No worries. No worries at all. Excellent.